Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. We are we're happy to be joined by uh, Andy from across the pond. Uh, how you doing, mate? Across, sorry, yeah, pod. <laughs> across the pond. Sorry. Um, hey, is it good play on words. It works. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When um, uh, yeah, when I when I did the London games, it was about I think two or two or three podcasts I had across the pond, but I was the only one that was across the pod. So it was quite um I think some got us confused, but it was quite nice to have that that almost uniqueness rather than um having the pond bit. So yeah, it's quite it can be quite hard for people to find the podcast sometimes because people do often think it's pond and then they can't so, find yeah. the podcast. But um yeah, it's nice to have that a little bit of uniqueness to my name. <laughs> oh well I've I've already messed great. it up, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thirty seconds and I've messed your did you do the Munich game as well? No, I I, I didn't uh, fortunately do that, but I did the three London games. I did um, the, one of the Jags practice sessions, did one of the Titans practice sessions. Then she bumped into Derek Henry uh, just randomly. That was like surreal. That's, that's um, very hard to do. If you bumped yeah. into Derek Henry, did you fly back about say, 10 metres? I will say he wasn't as big as I thought he'd be, but I, I think I was a bit confused was make of what he said to me. I said to him, oh, can I get a photo? And he goes to me, oh, do you know who I am? So I'm not sure, was he saying that because he was confused if Brit knew who he was or was he saying that because he's a bit arrogant? I was quite unsure how he um, how he meant by that. But um, yeah, that was, that was a surreal moment meeting him. Maybe he thought he wanted him to take a picture of you. He's like, you know, do, 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 do you know who I am? It's like, no, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm across the pod, mate. That's who I yeah. am. Fair enough. No, that's cool. That's I'll cool. I'll be that's, the that's ultimate, cool. like, just flip the switch. Be like, no, do you know who I am? Uh, well, so I remember um, I saw a video, I think it was yesterday, of uh, Tony Bellew. Um, some guy asked him for a photo, and I think he thought it meant of him. But the guy's asking for photos take of him at the beach. I think it was at the beach somewhere. So I think literally he was mad that the guy had no oh, idea who he was talking to. And then obviously, I'm sure afterwards he would have found out who he was. But um, 
Yeah, I found that like almost like a similar situation. If I had done that with Derrick Henry, that'd have been that'd have been quite funny. I'd Slight, double down that situation. I'd just slightly, carry on and be like, yeah. Slightly off topic, but also technically on topic because R is a toffee. Have you seen what Tony Belly has said I, about the uh, the no. final game at Goodison? Do I want to know? Is it going to be he him? wants his old season ticket seat back for the final game at Goodison from like his childhood? I don't know if you've will, seen. Will it pay for it in fair play to him? Yeah, I'd give it up if it were. Yeah, I'd say if I was here, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I would be fuming at you, but yeah, it would. It's I, I hope he listens back to this anyway. Let's get up NFL playoffs. Let's get let's get properly into it because you know we're not we're not an Everton podcast as much as Ari would love it. Was to a be. terrible week last week. What do you mean? You, you're a Browns fan, what's because you're saying that we've got a Browns a and Dolphins fan here, so. I mean, mm. I'm a Raiders fan, so I can't I was going to say, say we, at least I'm, I'm we well, made I'm it. Well gone, I'm well gone. So, yeah. At least we made it. There was a lot of blowouts, not you mean. The, I mean, we'll we'll do our player team and, and player of the week in a sec, but yeah, the games in general. The Lions-Rams was obviously very close. That was, that was a good game. That was a good game. I enjoyed seeing Dallas get the shit kicked out of them. That was just fun for me to watch. But yeah, Ooh. you're right. There wouldn't be a lot of close games apart from the. Well, Mike drums. McCarthy's staying. That was came out today. Uh, Dan Quinn's getting interviews for like X amount of jobs. After Bill, that. Bill Belichick's having a second interview in Atlanta as a head coach. I I, I don't want to see that universe play out of Bill Belichick coaching Drake London, Carl Pitts, B. John Robinson, and potentially Justin Fields. It. I mean, I presume he'll take McDaniel's with him. I just assume yeah, that's like, What's the point? It's just like the best like athletes on like the most athletic offense in the NFL, bar none probably. And you're gonna give him Bill Belichick. It's just like he had a good time with Randy Moss back in there. Never know. That was what <laughs> sixteen years ago. Yeah, I know. I, it seems like they've interviewed him twice. I mean, so it seems like he's probably gonna get the job. But um, yeah, I mean. And any any coachings that before we get into the games, any coaching hires you're really like think that's that's a perfect fit or like, kind of. If I'm honest, I was I was surprised. I I'm I wouldn't be shocked if I see Eric Bieniemy go to or get the jump up to head coach. I think that's I genuinely yeah. think that's part of the reason why he was maybe given the job with the last three year before last because they probably had in mind that Rivera was probably uh, on the hot seat and probably maybe go one year left. I think it gave me. I think that I think kind of. Part of been coming in, so I think I'm surprised that hasn't been announced yet, or at least Washington have made some noise. But from honest, none of the ones really. Um, I, I don't think Belichick really. I, I saw him in with the Chargers, but I thought that was a terrible fit because we've seen mm. the offense deteriorate really in New England without Tom Brady, and I don't think he'd have been for Justin Herbert to have a third defensive coach. It wouldn't have been good, and I think they're going to have to go with someone offensive minded. I think because they can't keep. They need someone to try and unleash Herbert and unleash his offense to his potential. So I think. I'm honest, none really. I mean, I, I was, I think, you know, Mike Vable says he hawks is one I'd love to see because I think that would be perfect for him. You know, uh, similar sort of a great running back in Kenneth Walker there. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, I think, a better callback in Jimmy Smith than you would in Ryan Tannehill. I think that would be a good fit. I'm surprised, I'm honest, I'm surprised he hasn't been given the job yet. I was convinced that when he got yeah. hired, it'd be like an Andy Reid thing where within a day or two, he's got that job because, you know, in six years as a head coach, four playoff appearances, number one seed in one year. 
AFC Championship game in one year. He's done a great job. And I'm, you know, I think it'd be, it'd be a lot worse this year if it wasn't for Vrabel Titans. So for me, I was surprised. I'm surprised he's not yet had a job. And I'm surprised no one yet take up the Chargers job. I've mentioned them before. If you've got someone like Herbert then, um, you know, I, I think that's really appealing as well as the LA lifestyle. Even I think LA is slightly overrated, but I think... Um, <laughs> not the only one. Everyone loves LA seemingly. So I think that would be, a, you know, a great... I suppose no one's done that really. No one's, um, you know, but either way, I think, yeah, no, no one really. I think obviously um, my Vables are one I can think of that, you know, screams to me as someone that should be everyone's number one target as uh, available head coaches. Well, Gerard, Mayer, Gerard Mayer got the Patriots job that was announced in the past week. The Washington jobs fell really silent for some strange reason. They haven't I think it's quite a good job, interviews. though. I'm surprised my people are because like I know Washington historically everyone goes why would you want to be in Washington but they well yeah sorry I know it's out of my door uh, <laughs> that's why everyone thinks of Washington yeah and call it call the police um they they've got the most cap space they've got a number two pick for a new quarterback an owner that seems a bit more when I mean, he couldn't be any worse than the last guy I don't know it seems like you're a li- decent no, job, literally so... cannot be. It's a, it seems like it's a decent opening for a change, so I'm surprised that's not had more top. But I'm just can't believe that Pierce hasn't been announced for the Raiders yet. That's the say, one. I, the one I can't believe. It must be happening. I think they've just been doing the official interview some people, the whole Rooney Rule thing. Well, David Shaw just it, got the uh, the Chargers are in the Rooney Rule now because they interviewed David Shaw today. They also interviewed Jim Harbour. Yeah, also they going down the college route then. Seemingly proven <laughs> at the NFL level. Oh no, I mean, but isn't David Shaw? Isn't he also a... David Shaw was uh, Stanford, but I think that was more to get in with the Rooney Rule because they could have interviewed anyone. I mean, yeah, true. It's a bit sense. of a weird rule, and it is like you've got to interview people. But if you already like, if you already want Belichick, yeah. you just interview a few people and then still will offer Belichick the job, don't you? It doesn't the Saints offensive co- uh, coordinator got fired? So do you know who they request for an interview? No, Pete Waldron. Uh, Shane Waldron, sorry, I oh. call him Pete Pete Waldron because he's Pete, Pete Carroll's best yeah. friend. Well, I, I, I need, need a lot, need a lot of change in New Orleans, I think. But need anyway, everything, anyway, everything. As well, oh, I still got a soft spot for Derek. But anyway, I did give up on him. I give up on him. You know, what? at the end of the season, he, he did all right. But anyway, move, we'll move on because the coaches haven't been had yet. But we'll maybe have more to talk about next week. Those. Um, so we'll start with our. So our team of the week this week, um, and the other the other guests, we'll let you let you kick things off. Who was your team of the week for the wildcat round? I think for me, I, I I look at the Bills, and I think that, and I get the whole narrative that they were probably the biggest. Uh, actually, you know, change my Packers at Pack Packers. Ah. Um, I think for me, you know, you look at the the way that the now now to the game was going into the game. I think you know, I think some people like myself had a suspicion the Packers could cause an upset, but I don't think anyone really had it sort of, you know, were, were that confident. And I think um, the youth of the Packers team, it was Jordan Love's first playoff game, I think. Not many would have had Dallas, uh, especially a team that was so good at home this season. Um, you know, only only um, not really many problems there this season from the home. And to go what he did and absolutely demolished him. And the scoreline, I think, doesn't do it justice. I think it's, it was a lot more, a bigger definite than the school on suggests and I think that to do what they did go into Dallas as well um as a seventh seed to perform that dominantly I think there's a huge huge um me buzz around the Packers and I think that 
in a way, it's a shame that they are playing the Niners because I think that I can see I could see them beating the Lions and the Bucks. But for me, I think Jordan Love first, um, you know, first ever playoff game as a starter to do what he's done and, and that performance as well from the defense as well. Um, I thought it's just fantastic. So for me, yeah, Packers were the one that I think impressed me the most. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, the scoreline kind of flattered Dallas, and it was what forty-one sixteen yes. going into the fourth quarter. So I mean, it the game was. It might have finished within two scores, but it was nowhere near that. Yeah, it was like forty-eight thirty-two, but the Packers put like the second the second stringers in. Yeah, it's like that Brown Steelers game from a few years ago. We was up like twenty-eight nothing in after the first quarter and like blew them away, and then we just put all our second the second stringers in, played prevent defense, and Ben threw for like five oh five yards. Awesome you're, still, you're still you're still living on that game, aren't you? I will forever <laughs> live on that game. I will forever on the live I'll live on the fact that the Browns were robbed of an AFC Championship appearance. Okay, I'm not going to get you kicked started on that. Speaking game. of the Browns, um, speaking of the Browns, you can't say they were too weak, can you? But go on, oh, who, no. who was yours? Houston were. Houston, fair enough. Outright, like, just dismantled us mm. straight up. We we were toyed with for. Majority of the second half, CJ Stroud is him. D'Amico Ryan's as coach of the year without question. Oh yeah. Uh, I know this might sound crazy. Do you think Stroud's going to get MVP votes? I said this to you about not, a month ago that not, he should that he deserves some a first place, but like no, um, because like you see, what was it? We had a conversation a few months back on a podcast, and it was like we was naming MVP vote getters and it was like Tyreek Hill got a vote last year or something well we couldn't when we said this half through the season we couldn't pick an MVP could we because we were like well Tua's got some stats this is like obviously a few before he's declined a bit over the back half of the season but we couldn't really pick one out CJ Stroud to be fair to him has turned not just by himself but turned around a terrible Texans team and it looks yeah it looks class I mean he deserves deserves a shout They were two years away. Yeah. John Love as well is the other one. I mean, there's a few guys in the last week. If it doesn't count the wildcard round, I suppose technically they all vote before them, don't they? Um, the and vote but... closes the Tuesday after week eighteen. So none of that will have will have helped, but yeah, John Love's the same. Um I mean those were two my two teams of the week. I, I'd go with the Packers. I'll uh, I'll agree with you on it to be fair. I think yeah, they they ran the ball so well as well. Aaron Jones was the other one that had a great game. I know John Love gets all the credit, which Right, rightfully so, but Aaron Jones class as well, and yeah, just what throw into first, second year receivers. The defense actually looked pretty good, despite the amount of points they give up overall. But I mean, generally looked quite good before they eased off. And um, I know what you mean. If it was anyone else but the Niners, I'm still toying in my head. Do I pick them? Because I'm like all aboard like John loves hype train now, but I probably still will. I probably still see the Niners. But yeah, they they were my team really cool. Um. Player of the week. Go on, Brett. I'll start you. Start you this time. Uh, uh, oh. well, there was a, a lot of good players this week. You can't be like struggling. Aaron Jones, probably. Yeah. Not a quarterback. I like Aaron, it. First half. The first half of that Cowboys game. Which can I say? Why did that kick off so late than advertised? Yeah, I don't know. I turned it on at like twenty-five past nine, thinking, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's about to." Yeah, I'll so we sat there we, for like twenty minutes going, "What's going? On? What's going?" We watched on? <laughs> from nine p.m. So like the start of the show, we watched the build up. Uh, I won't say what happened on that in the group chat, but um, 
like and it was like 15 minutes later and jason bell is still shouting at, like, at the screen saying talking about like, i'm not i don't have any problems with jason bell but like it's half past nine on a sunday just turn the volume down from like an 11 to like a, a seven yeah like, we want eardrums to listen to whoever's commentating on the cowboys game but aaron jones first half lights out yeah he was class he was very good um Andy, who's yours? CJ Stroud. We talked about him earlier. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, three touchdowns, zero picks, 200, 300 yards. And I thought that, again, it goes down to it's not even about the performance, it's about for someone to go in their first ever game as, as a as a, uh, first a playoff game as in the NFL, to do it as a rookie as well, and to do it with such ease. I mean, you know, he's only had five picks all year. I mean, to what MVP, but I think he's definitely someone that should be in the conversation. But to do what he did and really just look such at ease. And, you know, if if you had a complete NFL novice, someone who's watching their first ever game, and you asked him how experienced this guy in the NFL, they would probably go, he's probably a fifth, five, six-year veteran in the league. And to do what he did in his first ever playoff game in his first season, you know, the Texans probably were slightly underdogs in this game. Uh, I think that's up for debate. But either way, to do what he did in that sort of scenario and look such ease and do, I think already in one game, what a lot of callbacks haven't done in a playoff game in many of <laughs> yeah, them. In terms of like looking that poised and actually doing it when it matters. I mean, Dak Prescott, you know, yet to really do it in a bit in, a, in the playoff game. Tua is awful in his first playoff game. I don't think Brock Purdy's been amazing in the playoffs. And last year, I don't think he was the reason why they won games. So for Stroud to be that comfortable and just straight off the back, you know, even going back to last week as well, you know, to do that very first play of the game for the Texans through a touchdown, I think of 75 yards to Nico Collins. So to do that again, I think, you know, for me, that was the one that I think blew me away the most. He was. You, even you got to admit, you, you were like, I know you, you know, you I, wa- I watched the first half of that game and we was in a premier room. It was in Belfast. So, I was in, it was after Panthers, so watching it in a premier in. I was celebrating, like, going 10-7 up, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going well. Then they responded, like, it was the most effective two-minute drill uh, to end a first quarter, not even a first half. Like, the, it looked like clockwork every time they went down the field. Deep plays, like, it always seemed like Stroud was in control. Yeah. Every play, every throw, never looked pressured once, and he wasn't pressured once. But like, it looked as Andy said, it looked like he belonged there. Yeah, which is wild. It is great, isn't it? Um, I, I probably would pick CJ Stroud, but just to be slightly different, just to throw another name out there, uh, Puka Nakua. I know they didn't win, which is a shame for the round. I think they played really well, but. You know, he's broken that many rookie records this year. He broke another one, was it 182 yards he got in the end? But um, broke the rookie record for receiving yards in the game, in a playoff game. Um, so, yeah, I think he, you know, I'll, I'll give him my player of the week, even though I'd like to stick with people who won. But, yeah, John Love, people like that, have, we've all talked about already, so I'll, I'll throw his name out there. Um, on that. Yeah? And I'm going to slightly go off tangent here. Who's your top three offensive rookies of the year? The pair of you. Top three rookies of the year. Well, Stroud Offen- and Nakua. Offensive, offensive. Stroud and Nakua are the top two, just clearly. Okay. The third. Uh, Jordan Addison, I think. I think I'd have Nakua yeah. and 
and um, Stroud one and two. But I think, yeah, certainly, uh, I think Addison song, I think, has really been overshadowed probably by those two. But I think he's been he's been great, and I think Sam the Porter as well has got to be in in the yeah. As well. Um, Jordan Love technically is a rookie, but he's not. As good as <laughs> as well, but... No, he's, he's got, I mean, <laughs> Patrick, Mahomes that, I guess, rookie, yeah. Patrick Mahomes was a rookie in the second year, technically. He, uh, he played. He, he played some games. So did Jordan Love. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, it's his full, first full season starting. But like, I think defensive rookie of the year is probably harder. It is harder. Yeah, but yeah. So, I think you're right with Laporta. I think he's probably my favorite. I'd love to say Gibbs. Because I think he's fun to watch, but no, I, I think, think, I think Montgomery, Montgomery, yeah, yeah, Montgomery shared enough time with Gibbs that you kind of can't give him it. So Laporta probably. I think did he break a tight end record? Yeah, for... he got ten. Touchdowns. I think he's like one of four tight ends ever to score ten touchdowns in a single season period. Right, first rookie. So yeah, yeah fair play to him. Um, fine. Last, last before we get into this week's games and uh, play of the week. I'm just going to take it before you guys do the Josh Allen touchdown run. Before more police cars go past mouse. Um Josh Allen touchdown run. That was class. I mean, I don't know if you I thought it was a slide. I mean, I know you said he was a bit it looked like a fake slide, Brett, but I don't think he actually did. He just sort of did a weird stutter. I didn't watch it. Did you I, don't watch I it. He did like a no, he did like because... a weird stutter and sort of I didn't know if he was gonna go down or what, and then he just the, powered through the defender. The way you described it, I was that's why that's what made me ask, because the way you described it, I was like has he just done what Kenny Pickett did in that ACC title it, game? It, it wasn't quite like it from the first look, you're like, oh, what did he quite do? But he just had a really odd step. Stump, like yeah, step, sort of, step. Yeah, and then just burst through whichever defensive back it was. And I mean, fine, breaking a tackle against a DB when you're six foot five, fair enough. But then to outrace them all as well and just burn your way to end zone from 50 and yards out was, was class. And breaking a tackle off a Steelers DB. That's probably the easiest thing to do this year. Well, I mean, aside yeah. from beat the Panthers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the the, the fact he outran them all as well was was the best bit. Um, Andy, what was your play of the week? Well, that that was mine as well. Uh, yeah. The one I want to sort of give um, a, a mention to, I think Brevin Jordan's against the Browns. I think yeah, I think it was about one say the thirty fourth yard line. Um, and to, to, I think it's, let's forget he's not a receiver. He's not you know and sort of typically fast player. I think tight ends and normally it's a bit slower. So to do what he did. To well by the sideline as well to run that far at that speed I thought was just was just so impressive and again it goes back to the whole CJ Stroud narrative and his sort of performance as well and I think it was um yeah really impressive from Brevin Jordan who I think you know I don't think he's had you know stat wise I don't think he's going to be looked at as one of the best rookies but I think uh, Brevin Jordan um you know what I think at times to see he's looked really really good and I think that he is someone that. Look at their tech for the future of their offense. I think to have him and Nico Collins and Tank Dell, you know, if David Pierce can get things right, they got him as well, uh, as well as likes of Will Anderson on defense. This team, I think, um, you know, I think this team, you know, I think for now, have really established themselves as a team that's going to be there and thereabouts. And really, what they were before Watson decided to do what he did. And really, I think they're almost back to their 2018, 2017 sort of selves and a team that is on the sort of periphery, but a team that can, can beat anyone on their day with a the talent you've got. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Brett, go on. Well, that, that was a heartbreaking moment because that was the point where I realised, okay, not only are we in a dogfight, this is a dogfight we're probably going to lose. And yeah, that, that 
predicated all the events that happened afterwards. But that run was unbelievable. And then him asking for oxygen afterwards was... Uh, I, I think... don't get this. Why is such an NFL thing to like, ask for oxygen? I don't see any other sport where they do like... <laughs> he clocked a good 18, 20 miles. I think he clocked above 15 like, miles an hour. He oh, no, no. I don't... Incredibly yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get it. It's just the but... whole... It's funny, isn't it? It's funny that the Texans' 2021 draft class has spawned zero first-round picks, but had Davis Mills, Nico Collins, and Brevin Jordan in the third and uh, fifth. Yeah, I was just getting on to that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why I said that. I, I, it clocked me away. It's, <laughs> it's because they were, he was behind uh, Dalton Schultz this year, who's been standout. He's going to be highlighted as probably top tight end in this free agency class because he's only signed a one-year deal. Did he? Oh, yeah, well. I think it was one year nine million uh fair, fair Dalton point. Schultz. But like I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't retain him, sorry. <laughs> Brest Brest will <laughs> die from his man flu. Do you want to, should we just skip your play of the week because you're just dying? You just can't even <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm you, oh, you know what you, you're picking you're picking Josh Allen, aren't you? That's what you're doing. You, um you, you agree with us on that, even though you didn't see it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, I mean, I ha- like I said, I haven't seen it. Pick, I'm a, pl- not gonna... pick a play you watched at least. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> probably the back to back pick sixes. Yeah, fair. We'll give that you. We'll was... give you. A, yeah, yeah, we'll give you both. I mean, like I'm gonna cheat, but that was just, yeah, just insane. I mean, killed it, didn't it? That was when it, it broke. It was That's broke. when it actually went out of control, didn't it? But... Dead finished. <laughs> yeah. Um, his contract, Dalton Schultz's, is. Oh no, he's he's got a deal. How about one, year, was... one year, six point two five million. Is that it? Uh, he is a oh, free agent so in twenty twenty four. I think they'll, I think they'll keep him. They'll, they'll probably keep him. And he was on the franchise tag in uh, Dallas. But no, I think um, I'm trying to think. Houston did draft a tight end, didn't they, this year? So I think that's a lot of people draft tight ends. It was, it was a big tight end class on it, so probably it wasn't yeah. that big. There's some big names in it, but anyway, it kind of underperformed. I mean, Michael Mayer's one that underperformed. Not going to be fun. Like Titans do that, don't they? It takes Titans a lot of. Yeah. It takes them a couple of years to really build into the league, and so Sam Laporta kind of outside yeah. of that. I mean, Kyle Pitts had a thousand yard season his rookie year, but it's still not really. It's still not really hit the. Highest one expected. No, it is. You know, and it definitely is. But oh, yeah, I mean, let's it's like put Johnny it... Smith as tight end one this year. Yes. Yeah. Well, Johnny Smith throwing passes. Like it was a tight end throwing passes. Like that's just mental. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get your mustache and go on, mate. Um. Anyway, so he's got about a great mustache, and it's going to get another job because of that mustache. According he's, to Tom, he's, he's going to get an OC job in here somewhere. You just know it's going to happen. Um. This week's games, then, we talked about Titans a lot there. We'll start with them. I would love the story to carry on in a sense. Like, I think CJ Stroud's, like, you know, one of the best rookies we've seen for a long time. Even though, right. yes, Brett, I didn't Wait, say it coming stop. out. Stop. Did you say Titans or Texans? I might have said Titans because I'm thinking about Arthur Smith, but I meant Texans, sorry. Okay. <laughs> if I said Titans, it's because of Arthur Smith, sorry. I was thinking of the, uh, but yeah, Texans, I would love CJ Stroud to keep playing, but Ravens, to be honest, I'm a pick for the, the Super Bowl altogether. So I do think it's it's too much for him. Even though I've said to Brett before, I don't like this whole thing of when the number one seed is locked up and teams don't play their starters week 18, so they have basically a two-week gap. Because I just think that kills all sorts of momentum. Like, I know the Niners did it too, so it's 
both sides are going to be potentially the same at NFC AFC stuff, but didn't work for the Ravens four years four years ago. Was it 2019? Yeah, didn't work from then. Texans are a dangerous team. I know you don't know who they're going to play in the divisional rounds, so they can't really prepare for it two weeks out. But yeah, it's I don't know. It it, it is a bit of a banana skin. So what do you guys think? Is Ravens one step too far for a rookie? Really? I don't think it is. I, I, I think the Texans can win this. I mean, I'm gonna we talk about Stroud looking comfortable in the sort of playoffs rounding, but Lamar Jackson hasn't got a great playoff record. He's you know, we talk about then the twenty what twenty nineteen season when he got MVP and he had a number one seed coming against Titans after having a week off and resting your starters, they go out and, and get get beat by Titans. I think looking at his record, I mean he lost the tight the loss to the Chargers in 2018, or well, that was his rookie year, and that's you can let him off. But 2019, he lost to the Titans, as I mentioned just then. They beat the Titans, but lost to the Bills in 2020, lost to the Bengals last year, albeit Lamar Jackson wasn't there. And I'm aware there's a whole different coaching staff. Todd Munkin's there now, and I think that, but I think that what the mentioned momentum, I think the momentum the Texans have, they're beating the Colts to make the playoffs and then obviously win the division via the Jags losing, and then to beat the Browns, who have you know had the best of the best defense going into the playoffs in the whole NFL, I, I think they can do it. And I think that they could show signs of rest. I think if the Texans especially can get scores on the board early, I can see potentially a shock here. And I think that it's, you know, I think the Ravens, John Harbaugh is, you know, hasn't got the best, he's won a Super Bowl, but apart from that, hasn't got many great playoff wins. So yeah, I'm going to say Texans are going to win this. I mean, enough. <laughs> but I like the I like the ball shouts. Let's go for it. You, give, give us a score. Are you give us a score line. Are they going to absolutely yeah. just sneak it? Or... Yeah, I I'm going to go for a. I'm, I'm going to go for a six point win. I don't know. How, yeah. I'm going to go for a ooh, thirty to twenty four win for the Texans. I mean, that'd be putting some, some points on that defense. Fair play. Yeah. Although the, the, I mean, the they did it four points on. Yeah, they, they, did they, they did it to you. The Packers put up points on Dallas defense, so it, it's kind of happened this this postseason already. Um, Plus, as well, um, what with uh, what with uh, Andy saying about two week or who has said about two week break? Perry, well, we kind of probably, it, probably yeah. Missed, yeah. <laughs> but like, there there will be rust, obviously, for Lamar. And are we saying he's MVP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think they come out with the Ravens win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans keep it close and have a lead late. I... Uh, this this is the one... Well, I mean, all four games are going to be fantastic. It's the best weekend in football. The best oh, yeah. quality it, the of best football. best quality weekend, yeah, 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 absolutely. Eight of the best teams. Well, seven and... I won't say the other one. Seven, seven in the Ravens, but um, I think 24-28 in favour of the Ravens, but I think Lamar and the playoff experience plus the addition of Todd Monk and who's got the experience from the back-to-back championships with Georgia coming in, he's able to elevate that offence to a higher degree than Greg Roman ever was. I think, and as well with Mark Andrews coming back as well, he's off um, IR. They'll be able to have him and Isaiah likely in that two tight end set. It must be easily back though. It must be likely number one, and then he'll be on snap for the championship. 
game more than anything else. They'll be on one A, one B, but they'll be on they'll be interchanging the two using them as uh, two tight end sets. But I think they'll pull they'll be able to keep the Texans at arm's length. I I think are you, have you got a score before twenty four twenty eight in favor of the Ravens. Okay. I, I, I'm going to put the Ravens because I, I picked them to go all the way before the playoffs started, so I won't bail before they've even played a snap in the playoffs. It feels a bit harsh. Um, I, th- I think as well, sorry to interrupt you, I think yeah, as well, on. one thing thing this year, I mean, you look at the sort of Lamar Jackson big games, prime time, as you mentioned about his playoff history, which obviously are big games, you know, prime time against Dolphins, won that game quite easily and he was, you know, the yeah. And solve that win. Same against Niners, and it wasn't prime time, but um, the game I went to in Baltimore against the Lions, they were both four and one, five and one at the time. And he was, again, he was the reason why they won that game. We talk about, you know, other players maybe not being reasons why they won the game. Brock Purdy being won, I don't think he's reasons why Niners win games. I think Mark Jackson, I think that's why for me he's MVP as well, because every big game he's come up against this year, every good team he's played against, they've won, and he's done it, you know, in, in. Prime time and non-prime time in day games and night games. Every every big game he's had this year, he's overcome with ease. Um, you know, apart from that one game against the Steelers, I think he's been good every single game. So for me, yeah, I, that could be the one thing that changes it. Uh, maybe this year's different, but yeah, or, or maybe not. I'm still going to roll the Texans, but yeah. <laughs> I've got two I... questions off the back of that. Yeah, and I know Scott's opinion on this. So the first question. So you know how we said. Or did I say? Have I said my idea to you in with regards to MVP and Player of the Year that they should be two different of best player and the most valuable player? Yeah, they, yeah, I, I agree with you. That they are they are two different things. Just best player of the season. In the way that we say Lamar is the most valuable player for Baltimore, and this is solely regular season because obviously MVP voting closed on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Is Dak Prescott? the most valuable player for the Cowboys. What? <laughs> because without him... Are you without, joking? Without him, the offense went stagnant. What do you mean without him? The played, Cowboys' he, offense went stagnant. What do you mean without him? He played the full game. He was, he was absolutely shy. No, no, no. Did you no. watch that game? Scott, you didn't listen to the question. You Regular without... season only. No, come on. You can't in, say in without the same that vein, In the same vein as Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player to the Ravens. Do you not think that the no. Cowboys... Because any other quarterback, do you think, like, put Kirk Cousins in that Cowboys offense? They're better. What? Do you see That's they, a bit... I, I don't think there's much in it, but they are, they're the same player. Dak and Kirk are the same. They're exactly the same player. Okay, well, go C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb <laughs> is the X Factor, and Micah Parsons is the most important player. Okay. I was going to say Mike Parsons. Like, I know you'd say Mike Parsons or CD. I, but... I just couldn't believe you put in Dak in there with Lamar. No, no, no. I meant as in not for an award, <laughs> just in the same way that we should view MVP as the most valuable contributor to the team like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Look, I, mean, I agree Steel- with you on that. Yeah. Steelers with TJ Watt versus without him, the difference in record and all that. Yeah, Second yeah. question If the Ravens lose on. Saturday? This is Saturday night, yeah. Well, Saturday afternoon for them. Will there be questions on Harbour's job because of the way that they've been bounced? They didn't win a playoff game last year because of 
Lamar's injury, Snoop Huntley, uh, Tyler Huntley, Pro Bowler, and all that. Uh, they haven't won a playoff game since 2020. Lamar won one against the Titans because yeah. they stepped on the logo. Is I don't think question... he gets sacked. I don't think he gets sacked. No, I not think sacked. I think he starts in the hot seat. He starts in the hot seat next year. I think Same got... with Sirianni. Because I think Sirianni's... Sirianni's in marchable, but... Sirianni's staying, but there's more questions with Nick's job than John uh, Jim's. But will there be... Well, John's, I should say, because it is no. John. Yeah. But do you think... Do you to think that there is going to be questions asked this off-season of uh, John's job in Baltimore? If if they don't... I think if they make the AFC Championship game and lose to Buffalo in a shootout, I think that's understandable. I think if they go out to the Texans, yeah, I think people start questioning how far Kinetech can be beyond a very good regular season team. But yeah, I remember I, there was... Um... I thought it was a 2018 season, maybe sort of 2017, where there was a lot of talk about it back then, and a lot of people were calling for his head. They went for a really bad spell, and then things turned around. And then next season, they won the number one seed in the AFC. And, but I do, th- I do think right. I think there's definitely an argument for Sean McDermott as well to be one of these coaches that Mike yeah. Tomlin a great in a regular season. Because Mike Tomlin has won a Super Bowl, made another one, yes. But apart from that, he's not done much really in the postseason. I think McDermott. John Harbaugh, and all these—they're really good when it comes to regular season. McCarthy's been like that for the Cowboys, really, and really for his whole career, apart from that one year with the Packers. Um, but I think this takes a different kind of coach than maybe take you to that next level and win you. Because the Patriots, for years and years, when weren't great in the regular season, they were helped by a bad division, but they weren't great often in the regular season. Comes the postseason, they win all these games. So I think there's a lot of coaches that have yet to do it in the postseason, but have have done it in the regular season. Just Andrew? before you say it, Brett, because I know you're going to say about Tomlin, but I, the only thing I do think about is I think we are a little bit harsh on coaches in the first season because effectively there is only one winner. Obviously, there's only one winner of Super Bowl. Bill Belichick has this has made this sort of ridiculous record that everyone's trying to chase now of six. And whether you say it was Brady or Belichick, whoever was the reason, he obviously has those rings. I, we were talking about the other day, and it's like there's 14 coaches all time who have more won multiple Super Bowls. It's not a lot. None that have won multiple Super Bowls. I know been to that list probably expands to a higher degree. It's something like 20 that have been to multiple Super Bowls because you've got some that have been and never won it, like Mark Levy and stuff like that. But Mark Levy. Yeah, but then, you know, if you go out, to me it's how you go out is more of the point, I guess I'm saying. If if you go out like Tomlin this year, for example, got Mason Rudolph and whatever that quarterback situation was, to a game and they were competitive against Buffalo against a team that's red hot and you know a lot of people's favourites now the way they're playing they weren't blown out the way the Browns and the Cowboys were no but I think they they were competitive with a a much worse team away from home in Buffalo one of the hardest places to play so I don't think that's a bad job whereas McCarthy had a very good team had the better team on the day in terms of talent very young Packers team you know you've You'd argue going into that better defense, better offense, the Cowboys at home when they haven't lost all year, and they just got demolished. That matters more to me than whether they whether they go out early, I guess. But yeah, I, I know I know exactly what you're saying. There are some coaches that don't seem to make it past it, but it, doesn't know. It only takes one one good run, I guess, and suddenly they've they've done it right. Yeah, 
I said this to you, Mike Tomlin should have two more Super Bowls or could have won two more Super Bowls. Absolutely. But... At least if those teams just had a shred more um, consistency in the way they played, less toxicity towards each other, or him being a better you... coach in the way of... Because if you look at the times that they've lost, 2017 against the Jags, they were on about going back to New England. This is Overlooked the same the thing that everyone had with Andy Reid, though. And Andy Reid, for years, was he can't manage the clock, he loses late in playoff games, he lets it go. And then, you know, he goes to Kansas City, same again. Mahomes turns up, and they win two Super Bowls. Suddenly, Andy Reid's up there with the best coach of all time. But in, in his 60s, like people can have that narrative and change it. No, but then Tomlin three years ago with that Browns game, even Juju and what was it, Claypool, the whole thing around that was their nameless grain faces, the Browns and the Browns. Chase did it this this past season, week one. We're playing little we're playing the Elves. Yeah. They got they got thingied both times. And then Claypool goes on social media the next week saying the Browns are gonna get clapped in Kansas City. Like we didn't A, we didn't ask. B, we know that. See, you're out the playoffs. Be humble. You just yeah. got humbled, but like, and that's from the higher ups. They don't do that without the higher ups doing that. Tomlin yeah. did that in majority of press conferences in those postseasons where he's lost. Yeah, but, I don't know. I, I like. I do like Tomlin to be fair, but yeah, I do. I do get what you're saying. Um. Anyway, so, before we get so... before we get dragged onto Steelers too much, I'll go Ravens. Obviously. Um, I think the Texans need to do what the Packers did this week, take the ball first and try to get a lead and, and play with it and rather than trying to come back. But I'll go Texans 20, Ravens 28. And yeah, I think it'll be competitive, but the, the Ravens will have enough. Um, I just mentioned the Packers. We'll go into that game next. It's the well, Saturday night game. I guess it's one in the morning for us, but Packers going to the Niners. I'd really love to pick the Packers. I think same sort of stuff I said about the Ravens, really. Resting the players for two weeks, the Niners. Purdy, like you said, Andy, is he really shown enough in the playoffs yet? He's he's great at running Shanahan's system. But, you know, if you're playing from behind, if, if a Packers do what they did last week to the Cowboys and get a lead, play from the front, run the ball with some success and let John Love do what he's shown he can do the last sort of three months, can... Compared to bring him back, he's the that's the way the Packers can win. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they will. I'm, I'm, shrug, I'm really struggling to pick them. I kind of want to, but struggling to do it. Um, but that's how the Packers can win if they get a lead early and just grind something out. I don't think they can come back on the Niners, but yeah, are you are you guys both going for the Niners? I'm getting Andy, what, what are you going for? Yeah, Niners. I mean, maybe my pick Super Bowl. Probably since week well, four, week five on my podcast, every week I say the Niners. I think they're, for me, pound for pound, the best team in the league. If you go for every position, I think they got the best. They got the best, one of the best coaches in the in the, in the NFL in the playoffs. That's still of the teams left. You know, their team for me is really good. And I know I've said the Ravens might get a bit of rest and might kill the momentum, but I just think the Niners are just, are just too good. But again, I'd love to see it because I'd love to see it be either, I mean, either way, it's going to be Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, <laughs> that's true. Really that's good. true. 
for me, yeah, that would be. I think either way. I think I think that everyone wants everyone wants a Lions Texas Super Bowl. I think that's pretty much what the majority want because neither teams want a Super Bowl. But I I, I love to see the Packers win. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I think for me, Niners just just way too strong. Um, score wise, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go for twenty seven seventeen to the Niners. Oh, oh. That's what I've just put in my thing. <laughs> I mean, you can copy it, bro. It's fine. I've changed it. I've... You got you got you got twenty. Are you going to say twenty eight seventeen? I know. No, take put... a point. Take a point up. No, I've uh, changed it slightly in both ways. I, I just think, yeah, the the Niners. I'll be honest. They were my yeah. Ravens and Niners was my Super Bowl pick when the playoff started. I did think. I don't know. I thought of all teams, they seemed the most consistent. But Kyle Shanahan. Is another coach that is so well. He's obviously so well thought of. His offense is amazing. That Atlanta Super Bowl is always going to haunt him, I guess, until he goes and wins on himself. So he's got that bit of reputation of somehow blowing stuff in the playoffs. But I know he's OC, not head coach, but he kind of got a bit of the stick for it, didn't he? Um, I mean, he called he called passing plays ah, when they were I, up twenty-eight to nine. Well, so what? Like, go keep playing. Throw the like, ball out. No, I know, but if Devontae Freeman doesn't just whiff on a block, then like, who knows what? I know what you mean. Just be play safe, but that's what got on there, so he carried on. I don't, I don't know. I think he took too much heat for it, basically. But yeah, until he wins on himself, they are, and with the field, with like the rest of the NFC now, I mean, they can't be anyone they're worried about, right? But the Lions look great, but the Lions and Jared Goff is. He played, you know, he's been playing great. Then he has a bad week, and when he, when he has a bad week, it's like it's terrible. And you know, that that Packers Thanksgiving game, things like that, where it's just it goes complete shit when he does start to lose it a bit. So I think if they win it, they if they win this game, they should beat whoever they get in the championship game. Um, I'll have, yeah, I'll still in that. I picked the Niners before the playoff started, so I'll stick with me. Uh, Packers. Do put up a fight 27 28. Oh. So far, I said the is just, just maybe pull it, pull it off late. Oh, yeah. Rewind to the last off season pre week one. So, like August 2022. If you were told Jordan Love, the last pick in the NFL draft that year, Baker Mayfield, and Jared Goff would be the NFC champion uh, playing as an NFC representative for the Super Bowl next year. You'd laugh in whoever's telling you that. You'd laugh because it's, yeah, it's Love weird, didn't have a Love was still QB two. Purdy last pick in the NFL was QB what three or four? Started three at least, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield wasn't in Tampa; he was in Carolina. Which is wild. The journey he's been on since what happened with us. Thanks for that. Uh, Houston as well. Uh, and then Jared Goff after that 2020 year with the Rams, the fallout with McVeigh, traded for Stafford being the smaller part of that deal. And then what the Lions have done. It is, it is crazy. I mean, the Lions. Have done a lot with that, which has been Jared Goff. Still think holds them back a little bit. Yeah, I still think I still think they need to look at moving on 
when they can. I don't think it's like desperate, but you know, I think if they had somebody, if they had John Love at quarterback right now, I'd probably be making him a Super Bowl pick this year. Proud yeah. as well. Str- yeah, Stroud. Stroud somebody, oh, somebody like that. Stroud and James somebody Williams. like that. Yeah, a young, a young player is not not afraid to sort of let it go. That's Goff's problem. He doesn't sometimes doesn't really go for it. He's sometimes a bit too safe. With um, this game though, uh, Packers Niners. I'm going to say Packers twenty Niners twenty eight, and I think uh, CJ uh, CJ <laughs> CMC. CMC. Uh, gets two touchdowns and 150 plus scrimmage yards. Yeah, I think he's just going to run all over him, and I think Purdy's just going to use his most off- most reliable weapon and the offense player of the year. That, I mean, the Packers D is is pretty soft. They're it? just, that's, that's they're a bit too young. The offense is a bit too young. First time in the playoffs, Jordan Love, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Dante and Wicks. Half the old line as well. Uh, Zach Tom is on that offensive line. He was starting at right tackle this past weekend. They haven't got back to Have they got back to Yari or is he on IR? He, he's not been playing that I've come yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think they had it's just one one or two seasons too too early for package it. Um okay, to the other to the other NFC game, then Bucks at Lions. The Bucks are a nice story. Baker's a nice story. It's all the whole redemption thing for him. And he, you know, fair play to him. Like, <laughs> I did not think much, much of Tampa coming in this year at all. I thought they were going to be, if maybe bottom of a very crap division. Carolina, obviously, were absolutely dreadful. So that was never in danger. But <sighs> the Lions are a better team, right? In Detroit. Probably not. You don't think the Lions are a better team? It, on, on paper, yes. However, you can look at parts of the Bucks team and be like, okay, they can stack up, they can see the match at eye level. Like, well, the I mean, weapons wise, weapons yeah. wise, you're going to give it to the Bucks because Mike Evans is Mike mm, Evans. I'd take it. I'd take Amon Ra St. Brown's. Is, is Laporte playing? Is he, is he not playing? No, it, that's the question. Is he playing? Because I know he took that hit in oh, I I the Vikings. No, that was Hawkinson. In the Rams game, which, by the way, did you see him? Uh, Matt Stafford go up to Jacoby Joseph, mic top. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> was a wild clip. I mean, I mean, fair play for defending your own player. I mean, Tyler Higby's now got a torn ACL, but like, Fair play for doing that. Yeah, second time he's done that. Something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't realize Laporta was was doubtful, but Laporta had a knee injury. Yeah, he, he had a hyperextended knee either in week eighteen, which limited him last week, or he's had he had it last week. He still played last week. Yeah. So I think I, I I'm I'm assuming he's going to play. Baker, you know, Baker's giving me more. Um, I don't know, optimism about the books going forward, if they can sort a bit of defence out, if they can, I don't know, just keep some pieces around him. If if he stays, that is, I know he's only got a one-year deal. And I, I would probably rather watch him play than watch Goff play. I'm not saying he's necessarily better, he's just more excited. You know, I'm not saying yeah, he's no, better, he's no, more no, excited. No. He, he, he takes chances. Yeah, he takes chances, he, he has a go of it. You might get boom or bust with him, but at least you do get some really good games. Um, 
but I I just think the Lions are going to be too strong overall at home. Um, I'll, well, I'll, I'll I'll go with Scott. I'll go. I think this is the least close game, to be honest. Um, really? I think yeah, this is the closest. I, no, I think I think the Bills Chiefs ended up being close. Well, actually, I've I've said pretty close for the Packers Niners. To be fair, can't get close on one point. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll go. I'll go. Bucks seventeen, Lions thirty. I think they, it might flatter them the scoreline. I'm not saying it's like an absolute blowout when it comes to it, but I think the scoreline they just they pull away. Baker pick six, something like that. He plays well, but tries doing too much, and that sort of thing happens. I don't know. From a team building standpoint, would you rather have a like slightly above average quarterback for twenty million, or a top five QB for fifty five million? It 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 comes down to which one. That's what I'm saying. It's, okay, it's, the, so it's the value. From, if you say Mahomes or Baker or Allen. 50, Baker, Baker, Baker at twenty million or Allen at fifty-five. I think it depends oh. on the team around him. I think if you yeah. if you got elite receivers, elite tight ends, I think then you could probably afford to have a twenty million pound receiver. So this, million yeah. But I think if you've got, you know, I think less like they think uh, Mar Jackson, the Zay Flowers, and Shaw Bateman at Beckham, they're not. Elite receivers. There's not a Jamar Chase. It's not a. Oh no, Flowers is good, but he's not on that level yet. Yeah, I think that's when you'd rather an Allen. But if you've got, yeah, if you've got McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo Samuel, as they proved, you can have someone like Purdy or someone that was less talented. But as long as they're serviceable, not a complete turnover machine, that's that's enough to win your games. So I think yeah, to me it depends on the and the defense. I think helps as well. If you've got a defense that keeps around points, then whatever you do is going to ultimately for nothing well this is why I, why I asked it purely because with the 20 million you can spend what the caps what 210 ish million 205 million this year I think once you go over I've traveled to it before once you start going over like 15% of the cap on a quarterback it's suddenly you've really got to have a good one otherwise which is like 30, I mean. it's like 30 million it's like 30 million so something like that that's what I mean. So, like the Giants or the Seahawks this year, I know Giants, the, Se- the Seahawks only had what twenty-five million devoted to Gino, but that was a one-year deal. But the Giants have got forty million devoted to Danny Jones. The Giants have six million on Tyrod. Never mind Danny Jones; <laughs> they've got six million in the backup. Like the Giants but, have just fucked it all up. Anyway, gone. But you get what I mean in terms of: Do you want the the player that will decide majority of your fate? To be the superstar, or do you want the whole team to be like if, full of talent? Top if you're telling team? me, if you're telling me, I can choose between one of Mahomes, Allen, or Lamar. Those are the only three. I do love Burrow. I kind of keep forgetting about him because he's injured. But one of those three who can run and pass at an extremely high level on both, and can take over games. Give me that because. You've still got to build a team. You can miss on the other players. Just you spend the money doesn't mean you get a good player. You can you can mess up. You can do whatever. If you know your quarterback's set, I, I would take that. Also, a, but, stat, yeah. a stat to make Andy happy. Do you know who's played more games uh, in the 2020 quarterback class out of Borough and Tua? I bet it's Tua. I bet it's Tua. Which... The injury-prone Tua Tagovailoa has played more games than Joe Burrow. But Burrow is about three million times a better fallback for me. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just saying that, <laughs> but it's the fact that they, they call Tua injury-prone, yet Joe Burrow... It's because Burrow's had like 
a couple season injuries, but in between that, he's quite durable. He won whereas the, two, whereas two, football, yeah. two are kind of like picks up niggly injuries all the time. I guess that's why I'd say that. But... I mean, I won't call the third concussion last no, the year. Co- niggly injury because he was <laughs> out on the field. No, that was that was pretty awful to be fair. Uh, uh, anyway, you score on Andy. Brett? Oh, uh, sorry, Andy. Yeah, go for Andy. So for me, I, I I love bacon. I love the story because not only is um you know the team that got rid of him in the first place, they're out of the playoffs. Uh, the quarterback they paid Thanks, all that money for, <laughs> yeah, against himself. The quarterback they paid all that money for was sitting on the bench, you know, watching him, you know, watching obviously them lose, and then he went on to win the game. The fact that the Panthers team got rid of him, they had the worst record in the league. The Rams didn't keep him on. They're out. So I think for me, it's great that he's overcome all these obstacles, doing on a very low pay deal. But at the same time, I think you have to go for the Lions. I mean, I had them to lose to the Rams last week, but I think it is for me. I did. I think they are the biggest favourites going in. In terms of the biggest, I think this will be the biggest. I think, as you say, it's going to be the biggest scoreline difference I feel between the four between the four games. Yeah, I think the Lions win. I just love. I think we saw about the callbacks. I imagine Josh Allen on this run heavy offense, and imagine or Lamar Jackson on this Lions offense as called. That that'll be just that'll be probably a sixteen and one, seventeen and zero team. But so I'm going for the Lions. Um, I'm going to go for a twenty. 20- T1-10 win for the Lions. A lot of defence for the Lions. Fair. Okay. It, it, the books can be very much like that. They can score nine points versus the Panthers, or they can score 40 points against, you know, they, they can very hit and miss. Brett, what are you saying? I love six. I love Baker. Um, Surely you're bitter, right? No. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> to be fair, you can't be. It's your own fault. I know. Oh, yeah, re- Brown's, Brown's fault. All I'm saying, I think I said this to someone else. If the Browns had Baker, it wouldn't be a stretch to say we would be potentially the number one seed this year with how Baker's played this year mm. because of all the implications that go with that of keeping Baker. We don't, ha- don't have that anchoring to Sean. We've got the picks. We can fill the holes. We've got the cap. I, It's not a stretch, personally. Yeah, fair. But... I digress. So, so you're, not... going, you're going with this game? You're going books? Right. You cho- you can't even say you're choking on the books pick. I think that's a sign, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Baker. I Like I said, I, he's the guy that was drafted to save the franchise. He did. We didn't give him the respect that he'd served, and he's making us look stupid for it. But fair play. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. Both two very high-powered offenses are going to turn up on Sunday, and I think it's going to be 31-34 in favour of the Detroit Lions. I just think that they're squeaky out. That the last second heartbreaks that have come at the forward field, it's going to overturn. It's going to the curse is reversed. Lions to the NFC Championship game, and then they're in with house money big time. I would love them to host it. If they could, if the Lions Packers is my ideal. Lions and if Packers, the Lions Packers my ideal is my ideal. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would love that. That would be insane. Um, I, I can see it happening. I really can see the Packers nicking that game. But um, final yeah. one on this game: Baker Mayfield signed a one-year, four million dollar contract with the Bucks. Uh, it's in the cap hit though. It's one point seven million. Yeah, the cap it's hit nothing. is one point seven million. It's nothing. Uh, I think you're in the. Signing bonus like two point eight five million. It's not stupid. Uh, it's fully guaranteed, and he earns like two and a half million in um 
incentives. My he's, he is a that contract is probably the best, most valuable contract in the NFL this year in terms of uh, in terms of what he's done with the with yeah. what the books are expected to be yeah, price yeah. versus performance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, you can you can wish Baker was back all you want, mate. But yeah. anyway, final game. I for the history of this, it's potentially game of the week. Everything going into it. Uh, I'm glad it's at Buffalo. Chiefs at Bills. Slightly bit of Raiders fan hoping the Chiefs lose. Um, but I generally, I do, I do think they do. I think that obviously they've. Is Mahomes six and zero in the divisional round or something stupid? I mean, he's, he's always played at home. He's always played in an eight. He's, eight, he's, he's never. He's never gone away in the in the playoffs, has he? So no, and this year might be the first time he has to. Which well, be... it is not. Yeah, this is the first away away game that he's no, he's no. had in the playoffs. I think. Oh yeah, they got. Oh yeah, it's in Buffalo. So I thought it was in Kansas. Sorry. Uh, so that's, that's what I think decides it. I mean, they're very similar. This this is the thing. Like a lot of times when you have these, uh, it decides it when one one's at home. It's Miami going to Kansas, where it's hot weather team going to ridiculously cold as it turned out but to a cold weather team bit of freezing Kansas in the can it's the water it, freezing as it comes out of the fridge Andy Reid's moustache freezing on his face for the best bits of me that was hilarious but <laughs> just, I, I don't understand I, I'm not sure what was on his face that froze like, was he extremely sweaty and cold at the same time yeah. was, okay so <laughs> it, the beard thing because he's breathing out his, like in his nose now condensation on your moustache it gets to you and then it will freeze on your moustache this is me that I can't grow. I can't grow moustache. So that's, that's it's lack like of experience. Condensation on like there in the cold is one of the worst things in the world. Oh, that was hilarious! I loved it. It was best image of uh, Walker weekend. I thought, but yeah, they they are both cold weather teams. I don't think it's like a big deal. That I don't think Buffalo weather will affect Mahomes and and the Kansas City Chiefs at all. I just don't think they've got enough firepower. I've seen it all. I've watched the Chiefs quite a bit, obviously, with them playing Raiders twice and AFC West and all that sort of stuff. They've never, in Mahomes' time, or maybe in Andy Reid, I mean, Alex Smith was had more explosive offenses than this, apart from the, the year they didn't have a wide receiver score touchdown, whichever that was. Was that before Reid joined? 13. So just as Reid joined, or maybe just after, just before. But yeah, they've, <laughs> they've always had something going on offense, whereas this year, everyone blames the drops. Mahomes obviously lost his shit in a few games when things didn't go the way. The Ivan Tony offside, all that sort of stuff, and that, it does it seem uh-huh. like they faulted Ivan Tony offside. I didn't know he changed football. No, Kadarius Tony, so, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see my friend not spread false information. Kadarius Tony offside. He's because he's, oh, he's not. He's been he's back. It's because he's because he's back. And yeah, I was going to say he's been looking at him coming back. Been suspended for betting, and now he's switched from soccer to American football. He would honestly have better hands than Kadarius Tony. I mean, to be fair, the international uh, player pathway news came, that came out this week was insane. There was two. With, yeah, the re-summit thing. But... Louis re-summit. Oh, I, I actually, because I said in my podcast actually four days before it came out that um, I'd love a Welshman to be in the NFL. Um, it, it may not sound like it, but I'm actually, I'm actually Welsh. My accent probably doesn't give it away. Oh, uh, you've ruined it. Hear it now. I can hear it now. Going high, yeah. high pitch. Can you? <laughs> yeah, only just, but yeah. You've yeah. You, you, you've ruined this for me, Andy. I was, uh, I was just liking you then, and now you've gone and said you're Welsh. Uh, never mind. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> if it was Dolphins, I'd buy his jersey. Um, literally day one. Um, 
Fun fact, not, not fun fact, I'm hating to you, but Salah's got injured. Um, for those of you, I know you mentioned Everton and all that football. Salah's got a hamstring injury uh, to, to, in tonight's game in AFCON, which is... Um, oh, yeah. Um, brilliant. I can't wait to go love to the WhatsApp chat. I love that we've thrown some AFCON football into this. This is great. <laughs> Play a, play a path where there's quite a few um, African players to be friendly and that's uh, yeah, quite well. the, I um, think they've just announced um, there was the, the full list came out as an Australian there was an Austrian quite a few Irish punters and kickers the, the, well. well one of the kickers and punters is a is a ex um, Northampton Saints rugby player as well um, Harry Malander so he, he's another rugby player but probably didn't the smarter thing going to be a kicker just rock up one, four players a game kick a ball and then it's not a bad way to earn a million quid. Whilst, whilst we're on a tangent as well, and I've just seen the news, like it's just come up on uh, Twitter that Indianapolis is going to uh, keep the scouting combine till 2025. It what's should be. Ha- what's happened with Jim Ursay? What do you mean? Well, what has happened? Has he been in hospital? Is he in hospital? Is he dead? He's not dead. Has, you know, I think, we'd know if he, I think you would know if he died. What do you mean? Well, apparently he's had an overdose or something. He was some someone said he was found unresponsive in his bed or something. Like he's had like because a, a week a ago. Dark turn, mate. Cheers, cheers for bringing the mood down. No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just saying <laughs> it because it's cold. So yeah, it says it's been treated for severe respiratory illness after police suspect overdose. Yeah, wow. I was going to say because like insane. It came out of the blue. What, no, sorry. I was like, no, this is lying. They're lying because it's it's on Instagram. It was like JPA football, who's like, they they're not like they're the best, but not the best in that way. It's kind of like Adam Schefter. You can trust him, but some of the stuff that they say is a little bit off off the cuff. But when I saw it, I was like, no, it's fake. And then I see the post from like the news flash from the Athletic, and I'm like, oh, it was actually real. Did not know. That. I mean, yeah, did not know that. Well, hopefully he's all right. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, anyway, Bills, Chiefs. Before we go off on a massive tangent again, we've got we've we've snuck in some African football. We've snuck in Jim Ose, like Mo Salah's injury. That's. I thought you were going to talk about Robert Salah after that as well, and they just to, to completely go off on tangent. But the... yeah. should he have a job? <laughs> oh, don't start another tangent. Bills, Chiefs. <laughs> I I've got up at the bills. I look. I think the you don't, but you're biased. No, so you do. Is it biased? Are you picking the Chiefs? Uh... No, you're not. So I should have picked. Uh... You see, you're picking Bills. Come on. <laughs> they've they've got the more they want more weapons. James Cook has been unbelievable for a few months now. I think he, he's been class. Wrong. I do like Pacheco for the Chiefs. To be fair, but James Cook's a better running back slightly with with Josh Allen running as well. I think that. The ground game should be better for, for Most the Bills. Touchdowns for a quarterback ever on the ground for Josh Allen this year. This year is it? I thought Jalen Hurts broke that. Has he broken? I thought it was Josh Allen record. Has he broken Probably. it as well? Probably they probably both broke it. And then yeah, they've got slightly more weapons or slightly more reliable weapons. I know Rashi Rice has been playing a lot better. Kelsey's obviously still there. Um, but even when Diggs doesn't have a big game, you can still obviously rely on him a little bit. Yeah, oh, it was Jalen. Yeah, um, the tight ends are, are very good. Like Kincaid and Knox are a good pairing, and I like Gabe Davis. People like um, Shakir. Is it Shakir? Uh, Shakir from Boise yeah. State. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think they've got more weapons. And, a better, and the defences aren't too dissimilar. Uh, on that, we were both right. Both Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts have 15 rushing touchdowns. Fair enough. So yeah, I, I just think the I just think the Bills have got a little bit more going for them. This time it is in it is in Buffalo. So I will go low scoring. I don't think either of these teams are going to come out. And I mean, I'd love to because if it, they are exciting when the Bills and Chiefs get together and they start putting up forty points apiece. But I think it's more seventeen twenty one to the Bills. Bit of a low scoring one, and stays pretty tight. Anna, what's uh... So it's for me, I've said again, I mentioned Niners since week four. I've been saying the Chiefs since week four. I do think that, you know, no matter how bad they've been in the regular season and postseason, they are a different animal. And I I think I do I do think that that's one team I think they'd want to play as the Bills. I think the Chiefs will beat will beat the Ravens. I think they'd beat um the Texans next week if it came to that point. But just in the Bills, the mental they got right now and the fact that at home, um, I think, you know, in, in Bills Mafia and I know that they'll that they travel well regardless, but um, I think both stadiums are give such big home advantages. So I, you know, both extremely loud, um, and for me, I think that's pretty much the, the main reason why I've gone for the Bills over Chiefs, just because they're at home and the fans are going to be a bit louder. Now, Mahomes, fun fact: if he w- makes Super Bowl, he'll be tied for third for the most playoff wins ever for a quarterback. He'll be tied with only Montana and Brady would have more playoff wins. He's on 12. He needs one more to go level with Roethlisberger and Favre. And then if he wins one more, he'll be tied for third with uh, Elway, Bradshaw, Manning. Um, so, yeah, I think that shows how good he's been. And the fact that it's his first ever playoff game on the road that is in the Super Bowl, um, I think that that just go, again goes to show um, the kind of career he's had. But... Again, you know, we and also um, the fact that we've not seen a reigning champion since 2002 when they win it again, or to see whether the, the year the Patriots was. So I think for that reason as well, I think the Chiefs may lose in this round. And I think it could be the Bills' year. Uh, and I think they're going to win this game. And I'm going to go for, hopefully this is as good as that one they had a couple of years ago. Because that is, for me, the best ever game at NFL I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the overtime game. Yeah, that was... Mm. Uh, the 13 seconds game for me it overtakes Patriots Eagles for me but I'm I don't think it'll be anywhere near as, as good as that so I'm going to go for a 20 you know I'm going to go for 30 to 24 to the, to the Bills okay um, that's a bit of a hot take I think the, well that's the best the, game ever are the... yeah I, I for me it's second behind the Rams Chiefs game on that Monday night. That was good. If, that, if that was a Super, oh Super Bowl, yeah, that was one. It was we was we was robbed of the Super Bowl that year from the offside that Chris Jones did. But then again, the Rams were the Saints were robbed by the Rams. It should, it should have really been a Saints Chiefs. Saints. <laughs> yeah, should have. <laughs> Shout and out that, Tommy Lee Jones for is it Tommy Lee Jones? That did the, act, what, the, the actor who played in Men in Black. <laughs> what about did, Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> it was Tommy Lee something that did the hit. What the yeah. on on the Saints player? Tommy Lee Lewis was the receiver. Nickel Ruby Collins was Nickel Ruby Collins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I think both of those are too high scoring for. I like some defense to happen. <laughs> I kind of like the. I kind of like the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots back to back Super Bowls were 2003 2004. They beat the Panthers on a walk off. 
Eagles, field goal and Eagles, Eagles with a TO game when he broke his leg and played. Yeah, Rodney Harrison got the final interception of that game. Yeah. So, God, was 20 years ago. Yeah, we even born, Brett. How old are you? How old are you? Is that oh, are you genuinely quick? I'm 23. <laughs> I've been alive for all seven of Brady Super Bowls. That's a weird brag. <laughs> I, mean, I, I won't call it a brag. I won't, I won't call it a brag, but I've been alive for every year. Okay, I'll make it an even worse brag. I've been alive for every year, bar one of the new Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mean... Which is disgusting. I, don't, I was alive for the... Um, Super Bowl where Rich Gannon threw five picks. Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. I've been a, I've been a Raiders fan that long. That's sad. You're welcome. Um, pick, pick this game and let's finish because you've suppressed me now. Yeah, well, we got the prop to pick, so uh, I'm okay. gonna go Chiefs twenty-seven twenty-one. I think they sneak it. Going Chiefs. Oh, okay, fair. I think they sneak it. I think. I know that I probably picked um, Bills or like. Chiefs or like Dolphins last week, and then it would have been Ravens, Dolphins, or Browns, Dolphins, whatever. But I think is it still going to be cold as cold, cold as well, hell? In Buffalo, it's been snowing the whole time, and they cleared it for last week. So I, I was going to say it was like I can't imagine it's warmed up much, so it's well, going to be colder. Yeah, but like, yeah, I think Chiefs edge it out. Kelsey and Mahomes turn up for big play. Um, like. They're big game players. The sad thing is, I don't really big disagree. Players, yeah, I, think big, I'm big just I just don't want Chiefs to be in there, so I'm, I'm sticking with Bills. But yeah, and the prop this year for the divisional weekend: most tackles, one player from all four games. I will be tracking the most tackles <sighs> from the game. You have to pick one player. Um, you guys go. Uh, I've. It will be an extra 10 points. Go on, you both pick that because I generally didn't know that's what you were going to say for it. Um, You're going to act surprised. Sorry, Andy. You're going to act surprised like Andy didn't say in the pre-show and I had to reveal (laughs) it to you. No, but I didn't didn't realise that was exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, right. Andy, go on. What what was your player going to be? My player actually is going to be a player on a losing team. Um, I'm going to go for Roquan Smith. Um, I think that, um, you know, I... I was inclined to say maybe looking at maybe a Texans player because of the amount of times they're going to potentially run the ball. Um, and maybe you could look at maybe a Bills player with Mahomes using his feet a lot more. Um, but I just think Roquan Smith, um, has been, I think he's been one of the best players this year. And I think that, you know, he's going to be, if they're going to win this game, I think he's going to be a big part of that on defence. So, yeah, give me give me Roquan Smith. Yeah, give him to you. Um, I'm going to go with, Alexander Lowney from the Detroit Lions. Um, a top Not a bad show, actually. 15 in tackles, definitely this year, for a fact. I mean, Roquan was a great shout as well. I was yeah, that is a very good shout. Half tempted to go with a Baltimore Raven. There is another one there, but uh, we'll see what Scott says because there's, I... a, there's a few. There's a few you could go with. I mean, I do like the whole Texans thought process because, yeah, they're surely going to. Run the ball at the uh, the Ravens. I'll uh, I might go with left field. No, I'm gonna go Blake Cashman. Blake Cashman of the Houston Texans. That's got to be a linebacker on it. I mean, I, 
Well, I was tempted to pick Jalen Petrie and pick a safety and go a bit left field and, and go out as a safety, but I, yeah, well, I think do it's you want to know something? Always out of the tackles, uh, Cameron Bynum has the most tackles as a safety with uh, 137. He is 14th in the in the top tacklers this year in the NFL. The rest are linebackers. Above him, Ev- sorry. Everybody bar Jesse Bates in the top 20 is a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. The, the top tackler in the playoffs in the first round was Desmond King for the Texans. He had yeah. 12, I think, 12 or 11. Yeah, the prof got yeah. stuck into it with uh, Browns. But, um, yeah, the top three tacklers, top, top five tacklers in the NFL this year aren't in the playoffs. That uh, makes sense, though, because you're going to be on a team that's playing defense a lot. So well, therefore, I mean, you're, not, you're not generally that good. It's Bobby Wagner, right? which is insane. Yeah, he's just media. everywhere, though, isn't he? Uh, Zaya Franklin, who was in last in the final week. Alex Singleton, Foyasadi Alakun, and Aziz Alshire, who's going to get a... Who's, I hope he's going to get a big payday this offseason because he's criminally underrated. Yeah. Well... That's it. That's That's... I'll stick with Cashman just because I like his name too. It's quite nice. Uh, um, it's quite a good name if you're going to bet on somebody else. Anyway, okay, that, that wraps up his divisional mm-hmm. round uh, preview. Andy, been a pleasure having you on. Uh, thanks, John. Do you want to well, tell us where you can find it? It's been really fun. Yeah, it's been a really good episode. Um, sorry, what was that question? You said I was just saying, do you want to tell us where you can find you on socials? Not, not across the pond, it's across the pod. Yeah, across the pod. Um, and that is across underscore the pod on. Both Instagram and uh, X. My own account. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Andy R Davis. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Davis Sport, and that is Davis with an E as well. Um, <laughs> and also on TikTok, you can find me on Andy Talks NFL. I'm trying to done some content on there, so yeah, that's where you can find me. We don't have TikTok. We're too ugly for that. <laughs> and on that well, well, why am I on there then? I'm too old. I'm too old for it. <laughs> I think I'm too old for it, but... Right, you're a child. You're fine. I'm not. <laughs> well, I hate, I hate it so much. Yeah. It, no, it's been a great episode. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. And uh, Brett, it's a pleasure as always. Of course, uh, same to you. Even if you did choke on your man flu halfway through the podcast about five times. I did try my best. <laughs> you, 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 may, you may do it through it. Thanks for joining us anyway, guys. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll catch everyone next week. See ya. Network.